Hi, my name is Johnny, and I've never seen RoboCop. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine Now Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And this is the show where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, friends, strangers, family members, a movie they absolutely should have seen by now, but for one reason or another have missed out on it. As you heard up top, Johnny is here with us as always, and he has never seen the 1987 film RoboCop. Johnny, welcome. Thank you. So, RoboCop, obviously we want to get into it. We want to know why you missed it, what you know about it, but want to get your feelings on uh, on kind of the – I feel like we've touched on it a little bit. What's your take on like the just the action genre overall? Yeah, I love like the 80s action in particular. Okay. Um, so, I, I, I knew it was from the 80s. I didn't think it was going to be that far into it. I thought it was going to be more like an early 80s movie. Don't really know anything about it. I know uh, – as a cop, that he's a he's, he's a ro- robot. he's a robot. He has robotic <laughs> elements of of sorts, okay. of the like. Don't know how he got into that situation, or he was born that way. I don't know. I don't. I I believe I know who the director is, which I believe is the same one who did Total Recall, Basic Instinct, some of those. He's a pretty wacky director. He's got a wacky mm-hmm. line of movies that he's done. Yeah. Real into like crazy prosthetics and uh, female nudity. So we might see some of that. Uh, the director's name is Paul Verhoeven. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I wasn't, I, I thought, I knew it was a name that I would absolutely butcher uh, uh, on this podcast if I remembered it correctly, but thanks for uh, clearing that up. No problem. So yeah, you listed some of them, but like Starship Troopers is another. Okay. Yeah. That was another one. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, to- blo- Showgirls as well, I believe. The uh, uh, Jesse from mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell. I can't think of her name at this moment. Elizabeth something, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Total Recall, Basic Instinct. Yes, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say a robotic limb, maybe <laughs> that 98% there is female nudity in this movie. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, so I know a little bit about this movie. But yeah, don't know the story. As far as why I maybe missed it, I think in the scheme of things, it kind of RoboCop, Terminator, sort of. I just was always, I always thought that was just kind of like a crappier version, trying to be like a Terminator, or kind of just uh, taking cues and plays from it. It does seem like the like Transmorphers, Alan Quartermain instead right. of Indiana yeah. Jones, like that line of filmography where it's just like, oh, this is just blockbusters budget directed video version of Terminator, this massive franchise. Right. And I know there's another one on our list that I haven't seen, which is Short Circuit, or maybe that also falls in the same category where they're just sort of, okay, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. Is it Mac and me that I'm thinking of? It's maybe Mac and me. You're thinking of Mac and me. I'm thinking of Mac and me. Okay. Um, Short Circuit is not even close to the realm of Robocop or Terminator. Okay, gotcha. I will spoil that. No, no, no. I was was, was comparing it to E.T., though. I was comparing it in the vein of of movies that have ripped off movies with, like, a cutesy... Again, I'm not going to pretend I know what that movie is either, but I, I believe there's a small robot in that movie too. Short so, Circuit? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so there were a couple of robots. I thought you were comparing because they oh, had no. robots. I mean, that's funny as hell. <laughs> I thought no. you were comparing RoboCop and Short Circuit and being like, I know they're kind of in the same 80s no, robot. I mean, I've had, I've had a long day today, but I'm fairly lucid. I, I, I know it can't be that. Um, but Though I would uh, like to see the version of Short Circuit that's more like Terminator and RoboCop. I will say. Yeah, let's, let's see what I have to say after the end of this movie, but I'm probably going to be in that same camp. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. It's one that I always saw at the, the video store when I went to go rent it. I specifically see him looking very stoic and maybe st- straddling a motorcycle or something. I don't know. He looks like a so. robot. I feel like that's <laughs> one of the, the posters he, he, or the he, cover he, art. He means business. There's no smiles. I can't see his eyes. He looks like he's wearing a helmet too large for his head. And that's it. So I'm expecting some action, uh, some cheesy action probably. And, yeah, now that I know who the director is, I know it's going to be pretty wacky and maybe some pretty uh, wild special effects with uh, blood and gore and stuff. Because that's the other corner of the stuff that he likes to mess around with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Bridget, what's your familiarity with RoboCop and, and Paul Verhoeven? Not as familiar as I probably should be. I have seen this movie. I saw it once when I was way too young and it scared me. And then watched it in college and was surprised by it, which is all I'll say. But okay. you you had a very when Johnny said Robocop, you're like, I know Robocop. So what's your I mean, I I didn't see this movie until some fairly recently. I think oh, okay. I I think I watched it for the first time in preparation of the reboot of Robocop, which came mm-hmm. out I don't know, probably six, seven years ago at this point. So I was like, oh, okay, I, I'll I'll watch that. I'll get around to watching that one. Let me go ahead and watch original Robocop. And so I think I've seen it a couple of times now. I don't think I've seen it more than, you know, count on one hand how many times I've seen it. It's probably more like once or twice. But it sounds I, fairly memorable though, since you seem to be like, I know Robocop. Oh well I it was more just like I don't I don't I know who's in it. I know who directed okay, it. Okay. Like it wasn't like I know it beat for beat like some of the other okay, movies gotcha. that we've watched. But it was more of that like you know, you were going to surprise us with what movie we were going to watch today. And I was like, well, can I at least like have the chance to like, look up the IMDb page of it first? <laughs> sure. And then you said that. And I was like, oh, okay. I know who's in that one. Okay, I know who's it, in this movie. It, I know it. who directed this movie. It was more I just needed a, a refresher. The, yeah. yeah, the mental the mental prep. But uh, yeah, I, I liked it when I first saw it. I remember knowing some of it going in specifically uh, surrounding the, you know, RoboCop itself. There's some stuff early on that was parodied, I think, in like a Family Guy episode. So I went in knowing that aspect of it, but I I went in you know pretty cold the first time I watched it. I came out really liking it. I haven't gone, and I, I don't think this is a spoiler to say, but there is multiple RoboCop movies. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know the quality of those. I have not gone down the sequel road uh, on those. So maybe if if you're over the moon with this one. We can, we can all I, go I, and enjoy I, this. I do like my cheesy 80s sequels mm-hmm. quite a bit, so we'll see. And I think from what I understand, a lot of those do hold up. They're oh. maybe not necessarily – I don't know the order in which people rank them. Right. But at least I feel like I've heard they're not terrible entries in the franchise, except for probably the reboot, which was just fine. There's nothing too spectacular right, about right. it. In terms of the director, I've seen – I don't think I've seen Basic Instinct. Ooh, I, like, what's it called? Uh, and 
I have seen Starship Troopers. Okay. That's the one I know mostly of his work and obviously this now, but have uh, you seen Total Recall? I don't know. That's what there was the one there was this period of time where like I saw a bunch of those like sixth day Total Recall, like all of those non Terminator whatever non uh Predator Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. And I just like I don't remember them in detail like i remember the basic idea of it but i don't right like, i don't remember i do think I this sits a little higher than some of those that get lost like eraser and some of the other ones that he's done but just because it has such a big cult following mm-hmm. again i think a lot of this director's movies have that so i think that's another part of the allure of this movie that there is i think a cult following for this movie as well yeah but i mean this one and I'm sure it probably happened. I'm sure there's a lot of people like you who at the time was like, oh, I saw Terminator. How's this different? It's just Robot Man doing whatever. Like, yeah. I just saw that and it was better. <laughs> robot Man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure there are a lot of people that were in that same kind of vein of I'll skip this one. But, I mean, they clearly made multiple of them. So there right. must have been at least some blockbuster hit factor when the first one came out. Because this, this isn't something where it sat on the shelf for a really long time. Then the cult status grew. Then they made no. I think it always had an audience. I just think that maybe revisiting it or looking at through different lens or whatever, I sort of found its way into other corners of film lore and cult. But but I know you just quickly said that you had seen it not to or you had seen it recently. Mm -hmm. What made you want to watch it or put it in? Oh, the I think it was the whenever the reboot was coming out. Oh, okay. Where I was just like, okay, I. I'm going to see this because I'm seeing lots of movies. Like, I see a lot of new stuff. Right. So, let me go back and make sure I have the source material, so to speak, covered. <laughs> you want to make sure you have a good foundation. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. I don't want to not be able to follow what's going on in RoboCop, the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a convoluted story. Who knows? No, but I get what you're saying because a lot of times, even though those reboots are complete trash that, like, they throw in the stuff that only the person who had seen the original would know or yeah. laugh at. So, like, it's – in that in that respect, it's fun to see it within, like, a week of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, it's not one of those things where I'd seen it a million times, so I really get the in-jokes and references. No, but they were so fresh in your mind. Yeah, where yeah. I could be like, oh, okay, I got that. But maybe – but there are instances where – if you've gone down the rabbit hole of lore and all these different like yeah. underlying things and watched retrospectives and deep dive documentaries or whatever, there might be more themes and things where like, oh, I picked that up that they did in the reboot. This was more just like, oh, yeah, I remember this. They, they got similar names and this is a similar kind of story. Did this ever get a video game adaptation? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to say an arcade at the very least. There was probably one of those like, you know, yes. time crisis style Stand there with a the fake gun kind of thing. <laughs> right, I'm sure right. there was an NES game. I'm sure there was a Super Nintendo game. I can whatever. imagine some sort of side-scroller that is just like a skin off a Mega Man game or something. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, probably. But I don't – not anything where it was like, oh my god, you need to play the RoboCop game. It's amazing, at least as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good stuff. But So you talked a little bit about what you know of uh, the director's work and kind of what to expect uh, what expectations do you have beyond that just from either anything that you do know about the movie or anything that you're hoping for, given that it sits as an 80s action movie? Like maybe what other 80 action movie tropes do you want to see? Maybe Yeah, I, I, I'm i looking more for – I'm thinking this is going to be more of like a B movie where like the Terminator movies are like serious, like grade A action, like 
they're they got you know they have commentary and stuff. This is very much man becomes RoboCop and his business, and like that's the movie. And again, I don't. I'm not expecting some wacky. Vi- you know what? I I am expecting a wacky villain in this at the very least. Maybe someone who is envious of RoboCop and becomes Robo or X Cop. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm again expecting some cool action. Not looking for any like re- deep storyline or anything to that effect. I, I I will be on the lookout for some cool 80 stars or anything like that. I hope it's not. Oh, let's the Terminator. Let's try and do the same thing on like the smallest budget, and let's we'll get a bunch of no namers. So I hope to see a couple, couple couple people in there, or people that were no namers back then are now people of fame now. There's a handful of people I think you'll recognize. Yeah. Kind of how like Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters Three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so again, I'm excited to see like maybe who's in this that I recognize. Okay, maybe a cool eighty synth score. I like some of that. That might that's right up my alley. Okay, okay. Now, Bridget, you said when you watched it in college, you were confused. Question: What what was the the word you used? Oh, I was surprised. <laughs> I was yeah. Um, I took more from it than I thought I would. Okay. So, what is kind of your expectation now, having not seen it in ten so years? Right. Uh some of those same feelings. I'm looking forward to analyzing it a little bit more. Okay. Looking at it with the critical eye as opposed to the, the popcorn. Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. How about you? I'm excited. I, uh, you know, it's been a few years since I saw it the last time. So I remember, I think, a lot of the bigger beats of it, uh, especially some stuff in the beginning and then kind of the, the ending. You know, I won't get into what takes place, but uh, I can picture in my mind a lot of the like sets and mm-hmm. where it kind of takes place and kind of the idea of it. And obviously the things that for me had permeated popular culture in references, you know, Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park, things like that. Yeah, I can't even think of it, like even a scene or anything. I just see the movie poster. That's it. Yeah. And I think I think you might, once you see it in context, be like, oh, I remember that scene in something else that sure. was clearly – a reference to this, uh, the way that like when I watch Pulp Fiction, I realized that like, oh, there was that whole Simpsons episode that was Pulp Fiction. Sure. And even though at the moment in the time, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So you might and be like, oh, okay, I did know this reference or I did know this, this beat, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. I think you're going to like it. Okay. Uh, I think this is going to, I don't think this is going to be nearly as fever dreamish. For you, as yeah, some of the I know. I entries. was even thinking, like, after I had picked RoboCop, and I'm like, I told myself I'm going to pick some sort of like historical drama, straight <laughs> something straight from the text, like the history books. And of course, we're uh, going into sci-fi and you know action stuff again. But um, I'm excited. I think this obviously will be a little more steeped in reality outside of the robotics element, but we will see. Yeah, I was really worried that you wanted to get so far away from like Fever Dreamish that like. When Bridget sent the list of things that you had hadn't seen, but we both had, I was like, "He's going with Amelie. Like, we're gonna watch, <laughs> we're gonna watch that movie oh, instead yeah, yeah. because that's you know, slice of life kind of kind of movie." And at we're least, go at least, I, at least with directions. that, I know that it is wild. Like, that's what I know about that movie as far as the way it's shot and like the some of the stuff that's in it. So, I even thought about that myself. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it again. I need something. I don't really remember the list so much, but I think every movie has some sort of element of weird. So I just went with 
a cop movie. Yeah. A we cop drama. <laughs> we got to show you more weird. That's right. Our, that's our goal here. Yeah. But uh, cool. Well, Bridget, anything else that you want to convey to Johnny or any other expectations that you want to have for him or for the movie? No, it's it's a ride. Okay. It is very much a ride. Well, then, Johnny, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine. I'll watch it. We are back. We have just finished watching 1987's Action Romp, by, directed by Paul Verhoeven, RoboCop Johnny. You are on the hot seat this week. We've shown you a lot of fever dreams over the last couple of uh, your turns on the hot seat. How are you feeling? Yeah, this is like a power nap. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I had a good time with this. Good. I did, yes. Okay, awesome. I think right from the get-go, you seemed super excited. But, like, what are your thoughts kind of overall? Yeah, it has it, – it did a lot of what I wanted it to be, yeah. for sure. Um, I, I think there are stretches of it where it you kind of just want to get to the next gnarly, ridiculous scene mm-hmm. when there are – seems to be, like, some embellishment of, like, you know, long scenes or, you know, you got the one uh, cop chick where it's like this – it seems like that one scene in the middle like took forever. Mm, yeah, it definitely. The second half gets a little uneven pacing wise. Right, correct. So I definitely get that. But overall, though, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, Bridget, you hadn't seen this for a while. How are you? How are you feeling now, having finished this viewing, knowing that you had very different viewings as a child and then as a a young adult? Yeah. So this movie. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I can see that. Um, especially the the infamous boardroom scene at mm. the beginning uh, was very upsetting. And then I watched it as a college student and was surprised by the satire elements of it. I think I had put it away as a scary movie, just action movie that I wasn't ready to see when mm. I saw it. And then... This time I just enjoyed how wacky and hilarious this movie is. It's very over the top. Just so <laughs> over the top. And for the most part, a fun ride start to finish with a couple like Zillow.com boring stretches. <laughs> Zillow.com. 
they were ahead of the they were ahead of their game there with the automated robot tours. There, there's also yeah. this movie seems way more prescient than it did ten years ago. The last time I watched it, it which just I think gets better is with age. Spooky, yeah. How about you, Adam? How do you feel? Oh, this is great. It's such a <laughs> it's such a, it's such a fun romp. Uh, it's it's so over the top at certain points where you just can't help but like laugh at how just how crazy violent it is and then there are some moments where you're just like you're laughing at the absurdity and we'll get to my favorite part which had me howling on the floor (laughs) (laughs) it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen wait can you so what how does the tone of the reboot compare um it's kind of it's more of like a mid 2010 style action not quite marvel but not quite like DC and it kind of loses the the satire the you know the mm-hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for the like you know peek behind the curtain of the way things operate kind of thing like it it doesn't look at it with the same kind of critical lens mm-hmm. in a wrapped in a ridiculous concept it's just kind of standard action movie but it hits a lot of the same beats of like Oh, he doesn't remember. Oh, that he did have a family. He slowly starts to come into realization that he's not just a robot machine. He was a man once, and obviously he goes against his his programming and stuff. But that movie, I I only saw once, and I was just like, eh, the yeah. regular RoboCop exists. So I'm just <laughs> right, going to continue. Right. Anytime I feel the need to watch cybernetically enhanced cop movie, I'm just going to go back to this as opposed to to that one. Uh, the suit was kind of cool in the new one, but not the same. Not really the same at all. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do want to make mention of this because we almost had a real problem with watching this movie where we found that it was it was streaming. It was available to stream. We started watching it. And I think within the first 15 minutes, which we probably should have realized a little sooner, but we realized we were watching an edited version. How were you feeling, Johnny, when there was stuff happening that wasn't maybe up to what you were what you what you were expecting right yeah be. i think early on there a cop is insulting uh, uh some sort of a guy who got arrested like, well i think he's like a da or a defense attorney because he's like oh, your okay client. I, okay i thought it was someone he was booking or something like that mm-hmm. um but he called him a crumb bag mm-hmm. now i am versed with the director's other works and i know he He's he, weird language, weird visuals, just yeah. so I just figured maybe like in the future, like don't ever call someone a crumb bag, yeah, <laughs> ever, yeah. That's what I was thinking too, because like, yeah. I don't remember every single line of dialogue from this movie. Like a mo- like motherfucker is a pleasantry in this dystopian age, you know what I mean? But yeah. crumb bag, do not, yeah. Future Detroit, that's just common vernacular. That's how you right, say a load right. of people at the liquor store. It's when we get to the board meeting mm-hmm. and that guy gets shot to pieces. And we don't see any of it. And you don't see any of it, and you just see him, like, it cuts to just him laying on the model of yeah. Delta City or whatever yeah. it is. And I kind of had, like, a, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> I know this director. I know he, he, he's very violent. He loves the violence, bloodletting, gore, all the blood packs, all of that stuff. Yeah. So I found it odd that we didn't get to see, like – one bullet enter this guy. Yeah. So thankfully we realized our mistake, you know, within the first, like I said, 15 minutes. So we did start it over. We did go back and make sure to hit all the scumbags and ridiculous over the top violence. Yeah. 
Um, but I do want to kind of start at the beginning because right as soon as it kicked off, you see the Orion Pictures logo. You immediately get like a hard piano synth like. Wah. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, and again, I think I said I absolutely love the movie already when I saw the yeah. Orion. Then the score hit. I will say disappointingly so that it didn't stick with that synth kind of score. Yeah. It kind of goes off into something else, which is fine. But I would have much rather loved that sort of the synth sound throughout. Um but, yeah, very nostalgic feeling seeing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of the letdown that they don't continue with that through line of that synthy sound. The rest of the score is very understated. It's almost it's, it's It's kind of forgettable. I know you guys are kind of humming it at the end, but it's just like I can't even think of it right now. Oh, no, same. Yeah. yeah. We were only humming it because it was – It was playing it during yeah. the credits. And it was a and very, you, could, you could hum to it. Yeah, it's a very easy beat right. to follow along to. Um, but you're right. And everybody will have heard, just heard it just now. It's Correct. Yeah, yeah. Break. Um, so you guys might be humming along as well. But yeah, it is a little disappointing that that's not a through line of the movie. Yeah. Because it almost completely abandons it right after that moment. Which is too bad because it would have made it just all the better of a movie. But it's still a fun time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right off the bat, we kind of get this thing that I think I most reminiscent for me is Starship Troopers of this – intercutting of these newsreels, these commercials, this crazy over-the-top TV show called, like, That's Not My Problem or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and the famous catchphrase, I'd buy that for a dollar. What <laughs> What did you think when we first saw the newsreel? Were you taken aback? Did it fit because of what you'd seen before? Yeah, it, it didn't feel foreign to me at all, considering who directed it. Um, but, yeah, it just it's funny because it, this one came out before that, and mm-hmm. – I don't know if it, and it came up before Total Recall as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing a lot of the stuff that he either – I don't know what he did before RoboCop. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I didn't recognize. Right, titles yeah, yeah. Of shorts um, and foreign films. So it was it was great to already see things that like I recognized and seemed familiar to me. But yeah, that sort of Starship Trooper, you know, do you want to know more? Or I don't even know. I forget what that sort of – every time they end a sequence, video sequence, um, they have like that little phrase. But – yeah, really weird style of like news commentary and social commentary and the way they edit it and it's uh it's fun. It's it's uh, I can't think of another word to describe it. Yeah, but I thankfully I feel like you had seen because you had seen those other things, I feel like that wouldn't have been nearly as off-putting to you because if you just came in cold and you're like, "Wait, what is this weird like?" Oh yeah, I'd be like, segment. "What is the tone of this movie?" right? Yeah. Cuz it kind of throws you off and throws you into the deep end, really, of whatever this new retro future 1980s, 1990s look and feel of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, but it does. It gives you that world sense. I mean, I think the tagline is like, give us three minutes, we'll give you the world. And they, you know, they hit on like crazy wars in South Africa mm-hmm. and Mexico. Did you kind of like how they kept coming back to this or was it a little weird to continuously come back to these news segments? It's it's cool and interesting, but it just – in the scheme of things, it's not nearly the most interesting part of the movie. So when it did like pop up again, it was kind of like – it seemed kind of just like uh, like business as usual for mm-hmm. the movie. So I didn't really just – I didn't really think about it too much. I don't even remember what they were sort of talking about. It is nice little world building, I suppose, mm-hmm. but there's just so much more gnarly and cool things going on in the movie to even think about it. Yeah, I mean, this the first news segment really only sets up the fact that, like, a bunch of cops have just been killed. Like, I think there were, like, 12 officers and only one of them survived and he's in the ICU. So it's really just setting you up for, oh, okay, Detroit is right. the insane end of crime. 
in this whatever dystopian version of Detroit. It's like an alternate universe or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd be hard pressed to call it dystopian because it's not like – I don't think it's – like that's kind of like far out or whatever to seem to just – all the technology seemed to be within the realm. Mm-hmm. I mean I think I saw someone put a CD at some point and there was a video on it. So a little yeah. ahead of its time. But um, beyond that, everything sort of seemed to exist late 80s and 90s. But – Again, like that new stuff, I mean, this is all stuff that's been developed in that world. Like, that's how they do news, maybe for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like the news segments because it becomes a, its own little story within the story. Like, I love the, the idea of, like, they've launched Star Wars and they call it the peace platform. And then yeah. later in the movie, the peace platform misfires and everyone dies yeah. and who lived in the, the strike zone, that sort of thing. And it runs along with the theme of, you know, big businesses overtaking and yep. controlling our lives and being unregulated. Mm-hmm. All of that fun stuff. Yeah. All this stuff that would have been dystopian in 1987 and now it just seems... Now it's like, well, of course, like, we have products that we attach to our homes that speak directly to the police and, <laughs> you know, like... What? I don't see the problem. And facial recognition. And what are some other things that come up in this movie? Big business going into the space race. Like, I think at one point he's like... Oh, no, he says... uh, I I made a note of that. Uh, Hospitals, prisons, space travel. Yeah. Good business is where you find it. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't know anything about big corporations going and launching their own space programs. What what a weird concept. Strange. (laughs) So foreign to us. Here in measly 2021. Yeah. So after we like kind of get through the news stuff, we get launched right into this Detroit precinct. We meet Murphy, the new transfer cop. Don't really get a sense of who he is. They just kind of throw him right in there. Were you like, did you, could you tell that that was even the main character? What were you thinking when there was kind of like a non-introduction to Murphy? Yeah, I, right away I didn't peg him because he just doesn't seem like, I realized later on why they chose him for his jawline. Beyond that, like, <laughs> that's the only reason why they casted this guy. Yeah, it's like casting Batman. Like Correct. You just yeah, a guy with a chiseled jaw. Right. Anyways, <laughs> I did not know right off the bat that that was our main guy until they started doing some insert shots of like the locker, his name, kind of spending more time with him, and then I sort of realized like, okay, this is the guy. Vanilla, forgettable, a lot of other just not Didn't really. Did you in- see his funky shirt though? Which funky shirt am I? Did I miss the funky shirt? I, I thought don't. it was funky when he first arrives at the precinct before they put the armor on him. What was funky about it? I didn't. It didn't stand out to me. I don't know. I I thought it was funky. Okay. All right. I'll have to look at that. Like, we'll rewind sound it. off in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that. Okay. He's probably going to get injured or something's going to happen and his face is going to be covered and the cool part of his character or whatever is going to be the, the the good part of the movie. So I'm not going to try and pretend to hate or like this guy or forget him or whatever. He's just – he's flesh to put metal over yeah. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the hop, step, and a jump to get me to RoboCop. Correct. Yeah. Because I feel like nowadays – and I think this is what the, the reboot does is it tries to really get you to know that character – to where I think it spends more time in that one trying to, like, you see him at home, you see him with the family, you you try to care about the human aspect of it, which I, I don't really think you need here. No. No. Because the, the 
I would argue that the moral concern this movie has is not about Murphy's existence or not, you know. Yeah. Is it right to turn him into a cyborg? That is just a we're not concerned. There's no moral There's no question for here. It, yeah. yeah. Whatever. He just is now. Yeah. The concern is about the sort of corporate takeover, the privatization of what should be municipal mm-hmm. public spheres of American life. Yeah. And so I don't have time to worry about whether it's right to remove this guy's arm to give her a, give him a stronger one. Keep him and the movie I, certainly I, isn't trying any of that. No, out, and it's better for it. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. the worst part of this movie is when we have to go back and see his two. Finally, we have a kid who looks too old. Like, just like Dad, let's watch this movie. Like, don't you have algebra too? Yeah, yeah, you're he looked, too he looked old. Like he was Seventeen. Yeah. Like, why aren't you reading about plane geometry? Right. Yeah. <laughs> why are you watching TJ Laser? <laughs> TJ Laser. Oh my god. But yeah, so I think yeah. that is one of the, the big differences of the reboot is it does focus more on trying to get you to connect with Murphy before tragedy strikes. And this one it's just like, Murphy, you're the new guy, huh? Well here we work for a living and like gives him his papers, throw on a vest, here's your partner, this is Lewis, get out of here, like go. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's really all you you need. There's not even a scene where Lewis and Murphy are in the car and you know, Lewis is like, So what's your deal? Like Give me your backstory, Murphy. There's like we get none of that. Yeah, we get the one the the gun flip. Yeah, which only sets up so that later when she's at the range with RoboCop, she mm-hmm. can see that RoboCop also does it. Yeah, and, and she's putting the pieces together. And it's to give you a backstory of like, okay, he's got a wife and kids. All right, he's got something to lose. That's cool. That that makes him a person, mm-hmm. and that's all of making him a person. I think it really needs to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. glad that you weren't put off by. Just, like, throwing a guy at us with no backstory, no nothing, no... Yeah, again, I think the fact that I've done, like, my homework, per se, with just this filmmaker in general is that I've come to expect that that, like... It's so far removed from, like, human emotion, like, all of his movies. They're so much more concerned about social commentary and satire Mm -hmm. and blood and nudity. And it knows exactly what it wants to be, you know what I mean? But like you said, if I went in cold, I'd be like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. And... But here, it just like, – like I said, it looks familiar to me. And you talk about like the gun thing. I don't think that was really there for – I didn't really register that like an attempt at human emotion or connection. Mm-hmm. I saw it as, oh, that's the movie showing us that there's – he's still – a little bit of him is still in the robot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to see later on obviously some sort of – Correct. Yeah. Um, so after this, we get the introduction of OCP, the Omni Consumer Products – company right who is who we get to know in the newsreel is taking over and signed a contract with the city to now run the local detroit police force we get introduced to the board of directors there's some nefarious people here uh and we get the first real robot of the movie yeah the ed 209 uh this is also the part where we realized that we were watching the edited version yeah uh so kind of walk us through what were your thoughts here on the you know, the privatization of all these different things that Bridget mentioned, cops, hospitals, space, that kind of, you know, social commentary aspect. And then ultimately the introduction of the, I think it was the enforcement droid 209. Yeah, I, I, I like all that stuff. It's all very interesting to me. And I love that it exists and they're telling that story. 
Again, I don't think it, – it, they don't need to do that, I don't think, but they do, which is good. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all fascinating until, like, the robot comes in. Then I'm like, okay, this is a lot cooler than, yeah. like, what? like big box, you know, trying to, like, take over the world. Mm-hmm. So the robot was <laughs> – was something. Yeah. Um, I like that it was very much – it obviously reminded me of, like, an AT-AT or, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, just the way it sort of – Stop motion movements. Yeah. ATST um, to be fair. It's only got the two legs. Oh, true, true. Excuse me. <laughs> Chicken Walker. Had you seen that design before? Because that was something before I saw it for the very first time that I had seen. Specifically, I remember there's a Family Guy reference where they put those in school as like the hall monitors. Oh, okay. I – when it showed up and I'm like, okay, something – this is – this seems – I recognize that there's like another robot in this movie mm-hmm. that's – completely robotic and may like go ham later and he's got to fight this fucking thing okay so that's pretty much the extent of it okay but you've never seen the design or anything before no okay no but it made animal noises <laughs> you were a yeah. big fan of the the lion the the, the rowl yeah. yeah yeah it was a jaguar i looked up it, it was a jaguar, jaguar they- and oh. then uh there was a second animal a pig yeah whatever was- i don't know if i was watching a siegfried and roid show or what was going on but <laughs> yeah it did sound like there was multiple animals in that very first part, but the roar is hilarious coming out of the robot. Oh, it's so like, good. You know they put that in there to be more intimidating, but it's like this thing has cannons for arms and right. stands taller than every person in the room when it's not hunched over. It doesn't need to roar. It just needs to have cannons. And it might just arms. be hidden in there to scare children like Bridget, like when she watches it. <laughs> yeah. And just it an worked. added fear. Yeah. Get out now. Yeah. yeah. Work. <laughs> the roar is scary. Just get ready for what happens. Do you, did you remember that? You, or when it happened, you're like, oh, that's right. Or Oh, I I remembered the boardroom. I didn't remember the animal noise, uh, which was delightful on rewatch. I don't think I noticed it. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if that would have came through on like tape or whatever, but the fact that we're watching it, you know, yeah. streaming on a 5.1 surround or whatever, but. Yeah. I, the thing that most upset me when I was a kid was like, he dropped it. Oh my God. And then I probably had never seen anything quite like what happened. Quite like that in my life up to that point. Ridiculous. It's outrageous. Yeah. And I think it's even funnier too, because we watched the edited version first where (laughs) he just, I think he gets hit once. You see, but there's no blood in it. Yeah. Right. Falls down and, and then it just cuts away. I think to just to the robot, like, shooting and everyone being scared Mm -hmm. and then going back and watch it because like at the in the moment i was like i could have sworn it was more violent than this but maybe this is just like the early part and it'll ramp up later because i know there's a bunch of over-the-top violence coming later yeah maybe i just misremembered this part and it is more subtle and understated to lure you in and then we flip over and we watch that whole scene again and it's like no not even close this is the most over-the-top thing it's so outrageous. Like, every limb is shot, like, at least 18 times. The mm-hmm. torso just gets mm-hmm. rocked. He looks like a like a, like a a blueberry pancake afterwards. He's just, like, <laughs> completely decimated. And it's not even, too, that, like, it's just the bullets going through. It's, like, the bullet hole explodes. Oh, it like, explodes, in yeah. and chests mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, and then the best is the line of, somebody call a paramedic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just got shot 50 times. Yeah, what is it? Some chick like, get me out of here. Yeah, like, when they I, lock I like him her, the... yeah. I, I just need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is how I felt when I was 10. Yeah, just I get just me, need to leave. Just get me out of this, this movie. movie. Get me out. 
so yeah, obviously everything goes belly up at this point, and we get the first reference right here to the RoboCop program when, uh, because the robot failed and killed a board member, the other little weasel guy swoops in and says, no, 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 I got this RoboCop program, we're ready to go in 90 days. So after this, we get, we go back to Murphy and Lewis, they're hot on the trail of the bank robbers who will be the main yeah. antagonist really of the rest of the movie. This is also where we get the little explanation about the gun flip, how it goes back to the, the TJ laser show. And again, that's really the only really in you know, kind of communication we get with backstory between them. And what did you think of the, uh, the car chase with the, the different various shootouts and. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does its job. I don't, I didn't find anything wild about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of, again, now I know going into it that if someone does get shot, they need to be shot at least 20 times to maybe die. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to be pretty gory. Mm-hmm. The chase was fine. I mean, the, 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 the robbers, are, I think one too many. I think there's just a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they obviously become fodder later on, which is whatever. But they're all unique and weird looking. There's one guy who just can't stop laughing. He's yeah. like, of course, talking around math or something. Right. Got a little hyena laugh. Yeah, it's, it's just like that guy should have been shot like taken care of way in the beginning i think because they all had their own little like quips and one-liners or they had their own little like unique thing like the laughter or you know the the guy i forget which dude who ends up like driving the truck later the one at the gas station yeah he has his own unique personality and they're all just like trying to get in their little piece of it whereas yeah. like, a couple of those guys could have been silent at the beginning and then give them quips later when no right it's not just like bad guy bad guy bad guy i mean they're all bad guys but like they're all have again like you said like yeah. it's like bad guy with a hat yeah yeah bad, bad guy, guy with, with a with mustache a, yeah. yeah so <laughs> this is also where we get some familiar faces uh we get kurtwood smith who is the dad from yep. that 70s show one of the other guys i think leon is his name was mm-hmm. from uh twin peaks he's been yep. in other things uh, I think there was somebody else from Twin Peaks that you had mentioned, one of um, the cops or something. The well, no, the the young upstart corporate guy oh, who right. proposes the RoboCop program. Yeah, shows up on Twin Peaks mm-hmm. as a as the like mean detective, and uh, Laura Palmer's dad is one of aforementioned bad guys. Correct. So then after the chase, the the robbers kind of get away, but then. Murphy and Lewis track them down at their hideout. They find the thing. Backup's 10 minutes away. Of course, they're going in. You know it. Uh, what were you kind of thinking about? Is Were you anticipating this being the moment where we get – like was it telegraphed enough for you? Yeah, I think I think so enough. I know that we couldn't do another 20 minutes of like them getting away. Then like something else happens. Like I knew this is probably where he's going to get fucked up or whatever. Like hurt pretty badly enough that he's got to be bandaged up with aluminum. Well, speaking of hurt pretty badly, what did you think about the method in which we get him to be <laughs> incapacitated to the point of needing to be a RoboCop? Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. The The hand being shot off was hilarious. And then him being shot like a million times and then shot in the head. It just – and then like he's being like airlifted to like the hospital. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's 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 perfect. It fits right into this movie. It's right at home. Yeah, I mean, he gets shot a dozen or so times in the chest, and these are with shotguns too. These aren't like twenty twos or yeah, you know, normal nine millimeter handguns. Like these are sawed off big shotguns at point blank range. Yeah, 
and you're right. He he gets hit all those times, and he's still kind of like staggering around. Did you did you care at all that it was dragged out to it? Like, no, I loved every okay. minute of it. It's great because like that could easily be a turnoff moment of like, all right, this is it's too much. It's too outrageous. Now we'd like really 30 bullets and we've still got the crash cart and the defibrillator and we're still pumping oxygen and all right now we're calling time of death like no like i was dead yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i they they give you plenty of preparation up to that point we're like 25 minutes in and we've gotten some wild dialogue there's some wild commentary going on we got that one guy who got shot like a million times and he kind of just like did this for like a while too <laughs> so it was just kind of like <laughs> Yeah, I, I I expect I expected that. If if they didn't do that, I'd be a little disappointed. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I do love the line that when he gets his hand shut off, and the the main bad guy's like, "Guys, give him a hand," and everyone's just laughing like hiatus. Yeah, they're like somewhere between com- crazy, uh, like over the top comic or like over the top sadistic as well. Like, yeah. It's 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 pretty wild because like, they're just laughing their asses off while they're just shooting this guy to pieces. Yeah. What I find interesting is. How bad Murphy and what's the partner's name? Lewis. Lewis are at their jobs. I feel like yeah. Like Why? part of it is they can't they can't get back up for what do they say ten minutes ten minutes something like that. What's the rush? <laughs> what's the rush? Why you, don't you hang tight? You know where and they are. You're in front. Of, you're parked behind their car, so they're not going anywhere. They they split up. Which is again? No, no, number. Why one. are we yeah. dividing? No, she ends up getting knocked out. She does not get killed, but she ends up getting knocked out by the bad guy with the funny laugh. Yeah, she, she looked at his dick because she looks at his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Just like <sighs> it's so funny too because they linger on her face for so long. And she's just staring, like, they're just cutting back and forth to them, staring each other down. And then all of a sudden, you just see her eyes drop, <laughs> and it's over. She's immediately, like, disarmed. Yeah, yeah. Punched off the balcony. She lands in, like, a giant pile of, like, metal and pallets. Right, right. Ridiculous. Yeah. And she's chewing gum. I was yeah. just going to say, my favorite part of that whole sequence is right at the beginning, where she does the pop, and he stops just pissing. It's, like, the best, one of the best pieces of editing in this movie. <laughs> it's so funny. Which, again... I can suspend disbelief for a lot of this movie, but their poor police work makes me a little cuckoo. Because at the end of the board meeting, the head of the program, you know, talks about we've placed prime candidates according to risk factor, which basically means like we've already started Murphy, like from there we know Murphy has been purposefully transitioned to this department that kills a lot of guys so that... Like, we can get his body yeah, for RoboCop science. And his brain with all of all the, the years of the police experience, experience and whatever. And knowledge. Yeah. It is fascinating, too, how bad they are in that moment, given that, like, Lewis's introduction is her just whipping the shit out of some suspect who's getting unruly. Like, that guy throws off and beats up, like, three other cops. And then Lewis just comes in here throwing kicks and, like, slamming them up against <laughs> walls or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it's like... No, there's we know there's eight to ten bad guys. Let's split up. Yeah. And go go completely separate ways. And I can't help but look at this guy's dick. Oh no, I'm being punched <laughs> off a balcony. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very silly. And like I didn't I didn't really think about that too much. I can only imagine that it's just they just seriously do not have the same training that you would think a regular cop would have. Especially since the the department is in dire 
That's fair. Like, they really just maybe are budget-wise, they're not training these guys properly. But even, like, Starship Troopers, they do show some cool training scenes in that movie. But they are, like, thrown out into space, like, after, like, a week of training. Yeah. So, I think it's just – I don't know if it's played for laughs or it's intentional or whatever. But it just seems that if you want to be on the front line or whatever, all you need is a few days with us. And then we'll give you a gun. Then you're good to go. Yeah. It sounds like regular police training. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, really. I don't think that's the dystopian version. <laughs> it's just regular <laughs> cop training. Um, but, yeah. So, we get – obviously, uh, Murphy's completely destroyed. They still try to save him. They give the time of death. They said, all right, that's it. And then we start getting the first hints of the the RoboCop program. And we're just seeing computer screens. There's clearly a, a time jump. We see New Year's Eve. We see different variations of him waking up, checking systems. Uh, they mm-hmm. have the, the conversation about whether or not to remove the arm uh, before finally like waking him up and unleashing him on the police precinct what did you think about kind of the reveal of robocop uh, both in just the computer setup simulation start uh, you don't really see him at first he's kind of in the mirror a little bit and then we finally get like silhouettes and stuff going into the the precinct for the first time what did you think about the unveiling of robocop i think it was good i think it was a little long to be honest with you i think for a movie that doesn't care about a lot of other things they spend a lot of time trying to show you that hey we took time doing it you know what i mean it took time to finally put them together like if they built them overnight i wouldn't like i'd be like yeah that's exactly what i expected yeah, the guy said they were ready to go yeah ready to go yeah so i thought like the whole new year's eve thing and the, the kissing him on the face and the whole the I liked New Year's Eve just because I like good. It's de- fun, yeah. Good depictions of drunk people. Oh yeah, it was it, it was it was fu- it was funny to themselves. see, but it seemed like there were a lot of like, are it you working yet? Like you know, like the POV scan lines and everything. It's 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 neat, but I would have much rather have liked just putting him out of force and not seeing him, and then have him do like the reveal where he like walked to the convenience store. Like that would have been a better reveal than mm-hmm. like showing him off in the, in the police department. Yeah, and just kind of be like, here's the chair. Here's the baby yeah. food. Oh, God, the food. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the paste. Ugh. <laughs> I know, you looked like you were ready to turn in. It was the, Yeah, it was gross. When the guy from OCP just starts dipping his fingers Oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> eating it. Um, so, now, you had seen the suit before, because you had obviously seen the movie posters, and you yeah. were familiar with it. What did you think, seeing it for the very first time in action, either walking through the the precinct for the first time or when we finally get to that very first bust which is the convenience store yeah it's cool but i think it it really relies on the actor being stiff kind of like a c-3po type of thing you know Mm -hmm. it's it there was not any really moving parts to him i think like his legs maybe had some sort of tactical pistons or something like that but beyond that there was nothing really there outside of yeah there there wasn't really anything there that like the like a special effect really so it was all just plates on an actor but it looked cool. He did a good job with it because you got to sell it if you if you go that route. Yeah. Would you have preferred it to be something more – something less practical? More? No. Not really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it does fit for the time period. I don't – you couldn't have done CGI back then. You wouldn't want to do a fully stop motion RoboCop. Like it has to be a guy in a suit. Yeah. And I'm watching like a B movie. So I'm like not expecting the best special effects either. Yeah. Even though we do get some fairly good ones. You know, all the explosions look good and – you know, all the riddled bodies looked good. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think of the super jet? Eh. I, I th- like, it looks like a suit. 
Yeah. It's like RoboCop suit. You know, like, I, I don't have... Yeah, I... I'm... It almost it's, moves it's like you expect it to. Because yeah. Because of the way that it looks. Yeah. And I... Apparently, uh, I think the actor's name is Paul Weller. Yep. Had, like, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Thank you. Hated being in the suit. I get that. And said it was... It was dreadful. Um... And the way it moves makes it seem like it is, for sure. And because it's even bulkier, because it's not like a, an Anthony Daniels in a C-3PO where it's more form-fitting and mm-hmm. there really only is five degrees that you can move it. Like, this has seems like it has very limited range of motion, but it's also bulky and probably heavy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does. It looks sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen it enough in, like, popular culture and posters, things like that. So, like, I already think it looks cool or the world is telling me that that's a cool suit. So, mm-hmm. I just – I didn't have a problem with it. And I liked the way it just – I don't know. It didn't It didn't look like shit. It, it looked for what – it looked what it was supposed to look like. Nice. Well, the very introduction to RoboCop after the food and the, all the precinct stuff is a montage of busts of him going out there and – you know, upholding the law we get the convenience store bust we get the uh the near rape in the alleyway and then we get the hostage negotiation with the mayor did you have a favorite one of those i like the convenience store one the best i think because i like the reveal of them coming through the doors i thought that was sick like i said earlier i think that would have been the best reveal for him like to see him finally in action and not just kind of walking around an office <laughs> but yeah and then throwing that guy through the cooler was pretty sick and then the next one was funny. Like, what did, what do you say? Like, oh, he says he stops an attempted rape in progress and catches this woman after he he shoots the would be rapist in the balls mm-hmm. while he's holding this like trying to hold her through from her behind, dress, yeah. yeah, through her skirt, through her widespread legs. Well, because one of his prime directives is protect the innocent, so he has yeah, to so find has a way to. to- mm-hmm. But. He, she's like, ah, and he goes <laughs> and catches her and says, ma'am, you have suffered a shock. I will notify a rape crisis center, <laughs> which is something that every woman longs to hear at least once in her life, <laughs> just to be seen. Um, yeah, that one stresses me out for uh, probably obvious reasons, but I love the hostage negotiation scene. Yeah. Especially because he's like, keep him talking. And the, 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 the hostage negotiator just goes like, what kind of car do you want? You want the 6000 SUX? Yeah, you got it. Does it come with cruise control? Can we talk about cruise control? Don't yeah, dick yeah. me around. <laughs> I'll show you what happens when people dick me around. Reclinable seats. <laughs> leather. Like, leather, yes. Leather seats. Yeah, no, that was outrageous. Did you expect him to come through the wall on that or were you surprised by that? No, I knew he was going to come through the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I did. I just kind of like, he's probably just going to grab that fucking yeah, wall. Yeah, dude. That's What's, too much blank wall. Yeah, it's too much. It's it's like Chekhov's gun. Like, someone's got to put a fist through that yeah. wall. Yeah. And they showed <laughs> they showed him using heat vision. So they're like, you know, kind of showing. Yeah, so he like powers. doesn't need a door to like go no. through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. When he can see exactly where the bad guy is because everyone else is still with like with their hands up. Right. Um, so it's pretty easy to tell. But yeah, he then fucks that guy up pretty good and then throws him out the window and you just see. The news people just follow the body down and, like, zoom in on the ground. Yeah, it's good. Which is, like, a great social commentary on the news just 
being absolutely obsessed with, with just yeah porn and yeah, shit like right, that. Right. It's like no anything that we can get eyeballs on that's going to get clicks and views. <laughs> that's what we're about here at the news. <laughs> at the news. At the news. The news. So after this, we get our first real confrontation between the higher ups at OCP. We have the one of the presidents who is the person who failed with the Ed 209 platform and then the smarmy underling who is now, uh, I think, upgraded to VP, mm-hmm. uh, who was in charge of the RoboCop program. And they have their little confrontation in the bathroom. Did you – this is kind of like the – only the first real setup of their dynamic and their hatred towards each other. Did you care so much about this kind of corporate subplot? No. I, I, I really did it, but if they wanted to put it in, they should have done it in a matter of a minute. And we were in that fucking bathroom for like eight minutes. Too long. Too I, long. And the, <laughs> there's a shot of – you can see both of the men – you can see both of the men standing at the urinal – which and talking, which is I don't like. That's I don't. Don't talk to me while I'm peeing, unless I've known you forever. <laughs> like we're in a business situation. Anyways, that's disturbing. But it's shot from under the stall, so you can like see the bare legs of the man <laughs> sitting at the toilet who they're talking about. I don't know why. It's uncomfortable. I do like too many people are vulnerable. Yeah, I don't know. It, the way it was shot, too, you couldn't really tell whose legs it was. And I'm like, I hope Robocop is taking a dive right now. <laughs> Just doing some, it is some me. deep dive investigative work. I need to release engine coolant. Right. <laughs> you just got to release that baby food that's just coming the same way. It looked, but. Yeah, it's just – it was a scene that just dragged out. It didn't need to be that long. And there was like no score. It was just, it was just dry and boring and – yeah, some of the corporate intrigue aspect of this movie doesn't need to be there, I guess. I don't know. It it's fine. It just they just spend a way more time on it than they need to. Yeah. And they spend way too much time of that time in the bathroom. In the bathroom, right. Though it did give us some really funny lines about the Oh, you're right. I take back everything I've said. <laughs> the uh the older president guy kind of Gets in the face of the young hotshot who's talking shit, as you would about your boss when you don't realize he's paying attention. Of course. Um, and he and he basically says, like, you know what? I used to be like you. I used to make fun of the old man. I used to call him things like iron butt and... Boner. <laughs> love. Love the boner And one. maybe even asshole. <laughs> but I always had respect. And I never crossed the line. But you crossed the line. And I just love that he's like, I used to make fun of my boss. I call them a boner. Take that, boss. Like, really? That's the worst you could come up with? Yeah. Back when you were a hotshot in the 70s, I guess, in this instance? Just like, look at this. My boss is a complete boner. <laughs> I know. It's so childish. It's like when you first don't like you- – your swears and cuss words have not developed as a child, mm-hmm. so you're just learning that, like, butthead is the worst one. Yeah. I mean... Crumb bag. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right. Don't even. I I might start using boner now, though, to be honest. I like it. It feels really aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And just blatantly disrespectful to come from the mouth of an adult person yeah like where like i actually know how to curse like i could call you a motherfucker i could call you a son of a bitch 
And you know what I'm going to call you? A fucking boner. Yeah. Because that's what you are. If anything, it's going to throw people off because they're expecting motherfucker. It's, yeah. it's like the evolution of, like, um, what am I thinking? Like, bonehead, yeah. but in action. Yeah. yeah. You're a boner. You're, you're, you're a boner. You're boning around here. I don't yeah. like it. You're a boner. You're an iron butt. Yeah, you're an iron butt. <laughs> it's just like, what does that mean? It's just like, I was like work. Oh, I'm a boss, a real iron butt. Yeah. Like, I guess that's a tight ass, I guess. But, like, I, it doesn't... I don't know, yeah. It doesn't flow. But that was really funny in what is otherwise, you're right, a very long scene that probably could have just been a... Yeah. Hey, I don't like you. You don't like me. Cool. We're on the same page. I hate you. I'm menacing. Hey, I'm trying to undercut you. Old man, get out of my face. Right. Like, we could do that in three minutes. And still put in boner and iron butt and maybe even asshole. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious, the director, is he from, like, another country? Yes. I believe he's Austrian. I'd be, cu- I'd be curious to he- if the translation – that's almost the translation of those words, but where he comes from, those words are maybe considered more fierce and harsh. But I'm more thinking that it's just – it's its oh, own world. He's Dutch. Okay. So, again, I'm not sure if there's something lost in translation that, like, that's – that the, he, he thinks that's the, the, the worst thing you could say to someone. Yeah. Or that in this world, those are like, don't don't say boner. Yeah. Don't ever call someone a boner or you're going to get hit. Well, yeah. It's like how there are things that, like, we as Americans will not say. Yeah. But British people just throw those words out like it's candy. Oh, right. Exactly. It's probably yeah. – it could be something like that where, like – Whatever the Dutch translation of boner is, is like a this terrible thing that you just don't utter it. Oh, yeah. To the gallows. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Make your mom weep if she heard that you even right. thought about using it. Right. Do oh, you, it's sorry. still funny. Would you guys join the IBA with me? What is the IBA? Yeah, please. The Iron Butt Association. <laughs> oh, God. What, what, There's 75,000 plus members of the Iron Butt Association dedicated to safe, long-distance motorcycle riding. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. There's also an Iron Butt Rally. Oh, we got to go to that. It takes place in odd-numbered years. We're in luck. And I thought there was a motorcycle in this movie and there wasn't. No. There is in the reboot. His thing is he rides a – he's like interfaces with like a – you know, one of those like crotch rocket Kawasaki types. Um, And I think uh, the sequels probably introduce robo cycles. Yeah. Or what have you. Robo-bike. Yeah, exactly. So after this bathroom exchange, we get the first real sense that something more is going on under the hood of RoboCop because he has uh, what they call a dream, which is really a nightmare of the memory of Murphy dying. What did you think about kind of the start of, okay, maybe Murphy is still in there somehow? Were you anticipating that to be a later plot line or were you just thinking he's going to be yeah I mean I'm not going to lie I think pretty early on I figured out most of the movie like okay. how how it's going to flow what I'm going to see and then also too I like that because and I don't want to get into Total Recall Eric because you haven't seen it but like there's a lot of familiar stuff there like dreams and correct yeah, and, yeah yeah so yeah so we get the kind of start of that and that really ramps up when we get this gas station scene of one of the stooges just robbing the gas station Trying to fill up and Robocop just happens to be in the area and we just get the, the I think probably the biggest explosion of the movie, which is when the, the gas station right. blows up. And that's where we he gets that recording of like, hey, we killed you. We killed you. you. You're supposed to be dead. Like, what's going on? What did you think about this sequence? 
It was good. I, I just want to back up a little bit because I think there's a line where he runs into Lewis before he goes out and he says mm-hmm. something like – she's like, where are you going? And he's like, there's crime out there. Yeah. Or like <laughs> – What's your name? Yeah. Yeah. I forget what he says exactly, but it's, it's good stuff. I liked it a lot. Yeah, great scene at the gas station. Poor college kid just trying to triangulate something in his in his textbook. Got the little but, compass. Oh, it's great. It's it's great. <laughs> and the guy is such a goon, like just like typical, like like they're all laughing all the time. They yeah. think all this shit is so funny, terrorizing these poor people. Think you're smarter than a bullet, right? Right. <laughs> and then like the gas, all the pouring of the gas and everything, and it just yeah, it was, it's 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 a it's a fun scene. I don't know. Yeah. Robocop, obviously, he's trying to figure out now who that guy thinks he is because he recognizes him. I think it's because he says the same line of, dead or alive, you're coming with me, which is what Murphy said to him in the warehouse uh, at the very beginning. But then we get this cool sequence with retro future 80s computer tech of Robocop interfacing R2-D2 style with the the machine. What did you think about the... (laughs) The kind of file directories of all the bad guys and all of the, like... That was good. I mean, I like the fact that, like, there is technology that exists just for his little pointy finger to go into. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's cool. Yeah, I, I like that they, they spend the and they show the technology and everything. And who knows, probably, like, ahead of its time or mm. whatever. But and it's funny you say dead and alive because I think at that point he's taken, like, all dead people. Like, everyone – he's pretty much killed, like, everyone. Up until, like, Kurtwood Smith being brought in. Um... I don't think he kills the guy. He just shoots that guy in the dick. But so he's not dead. The other guy that's with the dick shooty guy, I don't think he kills him. He obviously throws the hostage taker through the window. Yeah. Kills that guy. He doesn't kill the guy in the convenience store either. He just throws him into the freezer and then leaves. Mm-hmm. Could have died. Well, in this movie, that you, yeah. it's, 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 it's a, a minor bump on the head. Yeah. But, it's a, the tis right, but a scratch. Right. Yeah, the whole the whole way he sort of like found you know Kurtwood or whatever again all stuff that I figured that they were going to do for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah, it is just kind of a unique way to do it with the computer interface stuff and show that like okay he's learning beyond what he's programmed to do because now he's like doing detective work. Yeah, which I feel like RoboCop probably wasn't designed for. He was probably just designed for intimidation and blasting away with that automatic handgun of his yeah it started becoming more into like a vendetta thing like he's taking it personal at this point he's not just going out trying to find people who are pumping drugs or whatever Mm -hmm. after this we get the the realty scene which is again not really much to it i think you guys kind of touched on it being just kind of a boring what scene again where he goes to his old murphy's old house and it's been abandoned (laughs) they've moved out he sees like the charred picture and they kind of who's burning that yeah, that I like. I don't know if the wife was just distraught. Looks like someone smashed a flower pot at some point. We get footage again of TJ Laser. It was his twenty-six-year-old son. Yeah, very yeah. upset. So again, not really much to there, but we're starting to unravel more of the. Okay, I was a person. I don't. I don't know that these are memories, but I kind of have them. Um, so I like it, it. Kind of makes sense for the unraveling of that, but I think that. There's probably too many scenes, and I don't know if you feel the same way, of him, like, realizing he was a person and not just a machine. Right. I probably more so, I think, with Bridget, to enjoy the technology aspect of showing a house, a new house to someone or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, over, again, something that was long and should have been more truncated. So after this, we go to the mansion of uh, new Vice President <laughs> Underling right. guy. He's having a Coke party with, I we have to assume, prostitutes. 
Right. Uh, they just he seemed... said they were models. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. But I think <laughs> <laughs> he said models, but then he looked at another guy like, you know what I'm talking about, models. And the guy was like, yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so one okay. One of them was like, you're going to call me, right? I True. Think they're just party. Okay. Oh, I don't. Well, they were party. Ladies of the evening, they, party pals. He yeah. had friends. Yes. Well, we can say um, what Kirkwood says when he arrives in the midst of this party. Bitches leave. <laughs> oh, that was good So stuff. we know at least what he thinks they are. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> Did you see that coming back to bite him in the ass so quickly? Because the bathroom scene wasn't long before this. Where the older guy, like, threatens him and says, you cross the line, like, I'm going to get you. You better hope your RoboCop product doesn't fuck up. And then within probably 10, 15 minutes, it all unravels for that underling guy. Did you see that coming so quickly? No, I, I actually didn't. I didn't think it was going to be that drastic because I don't think there was a scene between Kurt Woods. I, does he – what is his name in the movie? Did we ever catch that? Kurt Woods? Oh, it's, a, it's something like Bodinger. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know if there was a scene between him and the big wig beforehand, so there was an established relationship. There wasn't, okay. No. That, no. So that was unveiled in that in that moment. Right. Clarence. Okay. Clarence. Yeah. Anyways, did not expect Clarence to show up with a digital grenade, or was that, was that just in the house already? I don't even know. But. No, I think he brought it with him, probably because it, it looks like a future tech weapon that he could have gotten from. Oh, yeah, because he has the, the militarized uh, yeah. weapons at this point. Yeah, hell of a way to go. <laughs> it, 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 it was a funny scene. I enjoyed the the coke party uh, scene part yeah. of it uh, more than that. But this is also where we got our DVD. Where he, he drops the oh yeah the CD in the Love machine it. with the confession of murder, which just seems like a really poor thing to do if you're going to hire the hitman is give him a CD with a confession on it. Right. What if his brake lights go out? Yeah. On the way there, that's embarrassing. And they just yeah. find that right. Or it's still in the machine, like, I guess the grenade did its job, but say it doesn't char the insides of the machine, and they're like, oh, look, there's a CD in here. Let's play this and see what's on that. Oh, it's the confession. This is crazy. This is awesome. Right. But yeah, it always shocks me, because it doesn't seem like they should be paired up. You don't really need Claire also working for the mega corporation. I guess it it, it made it seem like that company's a lot more sinister than I thought they were that they were going to be, I guess, suppose. But yeah, again, like great questions, but like I, it's just I'm more concerned about when when is Robo going to show up again? You know what I mean? So I suppose yeah, it makes sense that they they have some sort of connection or relationship. But well, RoboCop shows up immediately after this, right? Right. And so <laughs> busts up shit at the Coke factory, yeah, where they're putting all kinds of Coke into these little glass bottles and. Clarence is trying to make some kind of deal with we don't know who, but yeah. clearly just a power play move to show that he's a mover and a shaker in the in the underworld of right. Delta old Detroit. City. Yeah. Well, not Delta City yet, but right. old Detroit. Uh, so then Robocop's in. Robocop comes in and just wrecks house, which is probably the most destruction he does. Like, he probably kills two dozen, I think, in this room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a cool scene, but I don't think – it was as cool as some of the other scenes in the movie because it just – I think every one of them were shot like the same way. There was nothing unique about each one of those kills. Again, badass kind of going in, cleaning out a room, but I thought it could have been a little more – I don't know, more unique or whatever, I suppose. Do you think at any point the the coolness of RoboCop is undercut by his movement? Because especially here, I always notice that he's not really moving very quickly – 
He doesn't seem like he's being affected by the bullets, but yet he's still just like very slowly turning and then just killing everybody. Like, did, did at any point while watching this, did you think, you know, maybe Robocop isn't as badass as <laughs> I, I it, expect you, him to be? No, yeah, you make a good point. It just, yeah, you you would think he'd have a little more up his sleeve or like another like a different trick or something like that. But um, I do like the way he shoots his gun because he doesn't have like one hand down and one hand up. He's like two hands up. Yeah, it's just like one open <laughs> hand, just like shooting. Yeah. Um, but it's like the robot dance, really. You're right, right. You always have to have two hands up and exactly. open palmed. No, but you're right. It does, and that's one. I think one of the weaker parts of the movie for me is that it does kind of. I don't know. It it certainly doesn't come boring in any way. It's just like okay, we got another gunfight or whatever, and just outside of like that guy later on getting like toxic juice on him and the the big gun going into the tower, where he's like, I got him, and he just explodes or whatever. Everything is pretty much like the same. Yeah. it's It becomes – I hate the word like vanilla, but it becomes that a little bit. Yeah. Well, because like it becomes about his vengeance in a way, which I don't care about. Yeah. I want more right. fun. I want to see him stop a convenience store robbery. I want to see him – Right. Doing cop stuff. Throwing a kidnapper through a window – and that it loses some of the fun. It's not as funny. It doesn't feel as zany at that point because now right. it's like, well, this is the real narrative. Now we have to pay attention. Well, well, it's I like, will say, mm-hmm. I will say that the movie is almost completely derailed for me when we the 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 rest of the movie where he doesn't have his mask on. Yeah, so we get that almost oh. completely like ruins the movie <laughs> for me. I'm not gonna lie. No, that's understandable, and that comes up pretty much right. After this, I mean, we do get the kind of unveiling of what Directive 4 is, which earlier in the movie mm-hmm. was classified yep. uh, or need to know basis. Did you did you pin that from the very beginning of like, oh, Directive 4, that's going to clearly come back. And did you did, at any point, did you think, oh, man, Directive 4 or he's not going to be able to arrest this guy because that's in his programming? So I, I'm having a hard time pegging when, at least for me, I was introduced to Director 4, at least unless I missed it. But I know later on it, it like popped up and I'm like, oh, there's like another one, I suppose, or whatever. So the first time you see it, it's at the very beginning when he's waking up and being introduced to the scientist. Then I, then I, then I missed it. Then. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. what are your prime directives? And it's like the three prime directives. I, saw, I remember the three. I don't remember ever them hinting at a fourth. One – like those go away and then it just says directive four, like unknown or classified uh, or secret mm-hmm. or something like that. There's just – it's one thing there on the screen and I wasn't sure if you were going to be like, okay, well, directive four is obviously that he can't. Well, I would have I would have known that if I saw it yeah. or if I remembered okay. it. But, but I, I just thought like, like those directives would have just been like deactivated at some point. What did you think of when he tries to arrest the guy and Directive 4 kicks in and he's just crippled with, I can't, I'm shutting down, I can't arrest this man? Yeah, it is what it is. I knew something was going to, like, dismantle him in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Like, So if that's what it was, then that's what it was. Yeah, you knew he couldn't <laughs> be invincible for the rest of the movie. Correct. to be some kind of next level adversity that he has to get over. Yeah. Uh, this part does have my the funniest sequence for me in the whole movie, which is when the Ed 209 comes back in to stop <laughs> RoboCop. And then you realize that the Ed 209, it's kryptonite, is stairs. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like 
toe tapping like a cat would to try, which makes sense because it's got jaguar DNA yeah. or something programmed into it. Yeah, where like it just was so timid because it didn't know like how a puppy to or something. Yeah. yeah, it didn't know how to work stairs, and then it just tumbles head over feet, and then it's just it's doing that like stuck turtle on the landing of the halfway point of the stairs, and that's where we get the pig squealing. Oh noise. my god. Yeah. Hilarious! It's it's so good. <laughs> I know. I lo- and I love that. I think the character's name is Dick. Dick is so sinister. Like he's pulling off. He's making connections with the underground. He's murdering mm-hmm. people. He's taking hits out on people. But in his actual job, really, as a project manager, he just sucks so hard. Yeah, <laughs> like kills that first guy at like his debut meeting. The thing can't walk downstairs. Like, what are you gonna do? It's going to go very poorly for you. <laughs> Everything, your entire evil plan hinges on this project. You can't get off the ground. Yeah, because it can't climb stairs. Can't. That's, why I clean. That's why I can't get off the Dude, ground. Can't get off the ground. <laughs> I think he says something in the bathroom akin to like, who cares if it works? I just need them to produce parts forever. And so like we're guaranteed to make a boatload of money on like selling replacement parts and selling the equipment. And everyone's going to oh, buy true. into this. So like who cares if it actually stops crime or actually works like i'm just here to that's true that's make a buck that's yeah. a yeah that's, create a government contract kind of thing yeah that sounds like a lot of government contract it's just funny though how comically inept the robot is because it just <laughs> like it just does a somersault down some stairs yeah. and can't get itself up mm-hmm. but yeah, i was laughing Solidly for that whole time. Uh, yeah, just, you were you were hooting pretty good. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous sequence. And, and you're right. When it did kind of go up over end, I was like, I, I need to hear some, like a new animal sound or something. Yeah, and you did. You got yeah, your I squealing I got squ- stuck like, pig. What is that? So yeah, so then RoboCop has to escape because now he's public enemy number one because the guy from OCP who everyone trusts and believes in and who runs the police force says you got to get RoboCop. Everybody stop RoboCop, and he gets fucked up pretty badly before. Uh, Lewis comes in and saves him, takes him back to the steel mill, which I think is the same place that he was. It is. And this is the part where we get the unmasking. I know you said you didn't like the unmasked look the rest of the movie, but what did you think of kind of the reveal of what part of him was still face? Because I think the only other thing we see besides his mouth is at one point there's a bullet hole in the visor and you see (laughs) one eye. Right. It looked cool initially, I think, and there was even a point where in he and the director, without really spoiling, does this in other movies, I think in Total Recall, where it's like a casting of the guy's face, so mm-hmm. it's like a – so I couldn't tell if it was actually him or not, but I realized after a while that it was pretty much him most of the time. It looked weird, but the more I realized that he wasn't going to have his helmet back on, the more I hated it. <laughs> I, just, I, I really really didn't like it the look because it just looked weird it looked super weird and it wasn't realize it like i had to fucking look at this the rest yeah of the like movie. i had i was like oh no like where's this helmet like we gotta put a bucket over his head or something and punch a couple of holes through it that would look sick opposed we gotta watch like this guy who looks like he's stuck in like like a suit that he can't get out of. Yeah. It almost looks like when like Anthony Daniels is on the set of like Star Wars mm-hmm. and he just has like the face off. It just – he doesn't look comfortable. No. Mm-mm. So this guy, even though I don't give a shit about him, looks terribly uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable watching it. It makes for a really queasy like last 
15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, and we've already established that like we don't care about the human side. Yeah, and I so and much. that was almost like their attempt at like, oh, let's let's this is the true hero. It's not the robo, it's the cop or it's mm. the whatever, it's the guy's name. <laughs> Yeah, it's Murphy, not RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. It's not Robo. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <laughs> the cop. <laughs> but yeah, it just loses all of that coolness when the helmet is off. Yeah, I feel like this is the part where in a modern day version you would get, oh, this is RoboCop's second costume now. Like he gets a costume change to be something, you know, a, another iconic look or another – like if this was a comic book movie, it would something, be his third yeah. costume. Not the homemade one, not the first attempt, but like this is the cool badass version everybody knows. And here, he doesn't get an upgrade. He just makes it easier to murder him. It's weird. It's almost like what Spider-Man when his mask gets destroyed or taken off and it's like, we're not going to tell anyone Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like if he just left his mask off the whole movie and just Tobey Maguire flying through it's like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the But bias. luckily, the guy who directed that, smart guy, got the mask back on somewhere. Now they stitched one together. Put the mask back you on. You put the mask back on. Yeah. I think it definitely would have been more badass had he put the helmet back on at some point because it had that like bullet hole scar in it or whatever. And you could still keep showing the humanity of it. Yeah. But at least then it's not this weird stretch. But those wide shots, he's like, okay, oh. that's – Yeah. Or you only see him in that twisted mirror shot that you yes. see. Like when he first sees his face, that's yes. the only glimpse you as the viewer get until maybe the end when he kills – Yeah. His enemies. Yeah. Yeah. You need kind of one of those, like, give me the mirror. The mirror! Yeah. And then you want the mirror smashed, yeah. too. And- Where he's like, I'm not the man I remember, and then yeah. puts the mask back on. And we still get to see the eyeball to show the humanity, but at least then he doesn't look like uh, a weird silly putty stretched over a mannequin. It just, it just, it just <laughs> looks so weird. I don't so have to weird. look at it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, like, it's like, it's I like, I don't want to see it. Yeah. It looks like someone who's like paralyzed from like the nose down completely from the chin down mm-hmm. and it put, put up standing up into like a robot mm-hmm. body. <laughs> it just uh, pulled the cord already. <laughs> it just looked, uh, but yeah, I mean, the rest of the movie outside of that is cool and it has like those those unique kills at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. I mean, you touched on – you mentioned it earlier, but we get the toxic waste guy. That's good stuff because I was – there were gnarly things in this movie, but like in his other movies where he's just like obsessed with makeup and prosthetics and like gross looking things, it was good to see that in this movie as well. It was almost like a little like greatest hits of like – or like a debut album of like an artist of albums you've listened to before. Mm-hmm. This is just you're like, oh, that's right. We're hinting at some of the good stuff to come. Yeah, these are where all the motifs come from that you recognize yeah. the later mm-hmm. stuff. That kill with the toxic guy is great. Like not only is he gnarly looking and just keeps getting worse. And when he grabs the dad from Twin Peaks and he's just like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like throws him off. And then when he gets run over by the car and just evaporates. He turns into in baby air. food, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's going to power RoboCop the rest of the way. Yeah, just put him up in a jar. Yeah, looks like that paste. I mean, the rest of the movie is basically just this big shootout set piece. The bad guys are armed to the teeth with these like 50 caliber cannons and RoboCop's there still with his just automatic gun. Lewis has a car. I think at that point it was just – it's not like I wanted the movie to like be over. It's just – it. 
I don't know. It just it was all like the same. It all felt yeah. like the same. I was watching something I watched twenty minutes ago, and then twenty minutes before that, I was watching the same thing. Again, all made the worst by the fact the guy doesn't have the bucket on his head anymore, the helmet. <laughs> but it it wrapped up nicely. I think towards the end, it's it started to show that it had like a low budget. You know what I mean? It just seemed that outside of the explosions and everything, it's like okay, we're not dealing with like James Cameron type of budget. We're dealing with something much lower. Mm-hmm. But Funny to see, like, another human get shot a million times survive, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> I messed up. I messed I, up, Murphy. I messed up, Murph. <laughs> yeah, she gets the big explosion shot to kill that guy who drops all the rebar and uh, scaffolding or whatever on RoboCop. Maybe she becomes a, uh, I don't, a robotic police I don't officer. Know. <laughs> I don't know if she's back for this. Again, I haven't seen any of the sequels. I was kind of good with this one in terms of a one and done. I don't need to see the diminishing returns. So I don't know if she's back for those other ones, but maybe we'll uh, we'll have to find out for ourselves. Obviously, you know, RoboCop gets the kill, stabs Clarence in the neck with his data entry stick. That, that was cool. I did not see that coming, which is cool. Even when I, he used it earlier and it was just a giant ice pick coming out of his wrist. I only ever remember him trying to, like, download data. Well, well he- yeah, but it, like... I was I thought maybe when you saw that and just saw that it was just because like R two D two has that but it's got gears. It's, and it's not got, weaponized. It doesn't not, look like an ice pick. Exactly, yeah. and this one is just literally an ice pick that it's a Wolverine claw that comes right. out of his wrist. I thought you were gonna think like, well, that's obviously gonna get stabbed into yeah. somebody later. And I don't even think ice pick is another one too. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it coming back being used to kill anyone. I just thought it was a, a bizarre way to go into a computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It does make for a pretty gnarly kill, though. Oh, yeah. The bloodletting and everything was pretty cool, yeah. And so then the very the final sequence of the movie uh, is they go back to the boardroom. He unveils that the bad guy was the bad guy. Of course, yeah. he has proof of it because he's a robot who records everything, uh, which is funny, too, because Dick earlier yells at Clarence of, like, he records everything. Why would you admit to something? And then, like, does that himself when they're in the thing because he thinks he's – you know, yeah, I mean, most hand. of the people in this movie are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get that out of the way early on, but yeah, not, not, not a lot of intelligent people in this movie. Yeah. So we circumvent protocol number four by having the guy get fired by the boss, who he takes hostage, Yeah, and then he gets shot out of a window as well. And then the final scene of the movie, which I want to get your take on, because I couldn't really tell at the, in the moment what you were thinking, where they just said, thanks, officer, what's your name? And he just says, Murphy. RoboCop credits. What did you think of the actual final scene? Because it almost felt like a Raiders kind of moment with Eddie and Zach of, like last month. Right. Where it just kind of abruptly ends and credits roll. And it doesn't even give you a second to like decompress because he just shot a man out a window and said his name. What did you think about the final? Part? Wild. I, I for, for someone who was just waiting for this movie to pretty much end, uh, I was shocked that there wasn't more. <laughs> <laughs> Like generally shocked, and the way they did because it's it's it and it also it ends on a, him without the mask, and it just it's it ends on the weirdest thing of the movie for me. Yeah, and one of the worst parts of the movie for me. It does. It ends. It ends on the weirdest part of the movie. The worst, like his face. He says his name, but then it completely. It just is like that's enough of that. Actually, he's RoboCop. That's yeah. what it feels like a little bit like. No, you know he's not Murphy. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like the studio head like came in right during like the end of the editing and he's like, put in the can, we're done, let's go. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he 
He said his. He said his name. All right, we're yeah, yeah we're, good, we're good. We're good. Cut it. Yes, you've run out of your your forty five minutes to write your five paragraph essay right. are done. You're wrapping up your Pencil, conclusion right now. Down. Yeah, yeah, Paul, you've been here for thirty weeks. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Love the ending though. I, I I I can't hate it, but I just because it's just amazing. But I it, it's great. I don't know. I love. I liked it a lot. I like smash cut endings. Yeah, I think I'm a sucker for those. If they work, I know I can't really think of examples where they don't, but here I think it works great. Well, because it just takes you by surprise, and then that's what they're meant to do. And it just like it throws you for a loop because every movie you ever see, for the most part, ends with an epilogue of sorts where he would go back and he would see Lewis in the hospital and she's recovering, or Lewis is becoming Robocop because she got shot a million times. Like normally, there'd be some other thing. Which in today's day and age would set up for a sequel and a franchise, but back then at least would have put a nice bow on the story. And this is just like, no, fuck the cleanup, fuck the procedure. He doesn't need to write a paperwork. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like he wants to be a cop anymore. It's like the sequel, him walking around like in Levi's or whatever, all through Detroit. (laughs) Like it's just Robo Dad. Yeah, Robo Dad. Yeah, yeah. I, me, I would have had him find another helmet somehow right at the end, put it on, and realize that. His human life is over. He has no life here. Yeah. His family's gone. I'm going to be a robo. I'm, you know? <laughs> all cop, all robo. Yeah. All, no cop, all robo. <laughs> oops, all robo. Yeah, oops, all robo. Because <laughs> then, yeah, then you're set up for the sequel. If Murphy's back, like, how weird of a sequel is that? Is he just having, like, uh, an identity crisis in an alley in Delta's, like, city or something? Like, yeah, I don't. who am I? And he's looking into, like, another weird mirror. I will say, though, <laughs> I've seen the posters for the sequels, and he's got the mask back on. So, like, at some point, he goes back to being all robo. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, I guess the humanity aspect to it. So, even then, in the last moment where he's like, my name's Murphy, and it, it's proof that he's now – regained some either memory yeah. or understanding of his human component. You don't care about that at all, though, do you? No. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. That's what I figured. I mean, because it's not the coolest part. Like, no one, no one's going into Terminator and being like, I really hope the Terminator learns humanity in the end. Like, no, you yeah, just I want could, Terminator. I could, I could care less. Yeah. yeah. The smash cut is great. It'd be funny if it just, like, set Murphy at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Or Murphy. or if they cross out Robocop and did Murphy. <laughs> or like you just – you spell Murphy but it still has that metallic like Oh, yeah. You have yeah. it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, he's still – he's Murphy but he's yeah. also a little robo. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, Would you say you're a little robo? Yeah. How a robo, robo are you? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how much of a robo you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is a good time. It's fun enough, and it's weird enough, and I'm weird enough to see what the sequels are all about, because I am interested. Okay. Yeah. Again, I think other people who have seen other movies like The Predators and The Jawses and things of this world that have just spelled out other sequels to never re- – like, Bridget has never seen the other sequels of Jaws. You know what Same. I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, but for me, like, I was obsessed with when a kid. I just wanted to ingest yeah. more of this content yeah. it's like the godzillas too where like, right exactly watch yeah. all those i'll movies, watch all of them yeah even though they're not necessarily uh increasing in quality oh yeah and i certainly had no idea what how to be even like professionally critical of movies back when i was five years yeah. old anyways it's yeah. just ooh shark stuff yeah ooh yeah, yeah. Ooh. ooh godzilla <laughs> so you're in you're in for the sequels you want to at least do robocop 2 
I'm in for the sequels. Okay. Yeah. So again, maybe we'll go down that path at some point. Okay. Did enjoy it. I wish the synth score was there. I wish it trimmed like 15 minutes off. I'm glad we got that five minutes of cool shit back with the the, the cussing and the all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. Overall, I'm glad to have watched it. Yeah. Nice. What about you guys? Was it? How was it? Yeah. How you feeling, Bridget? Post discussion. Oh, I. The last third of this movie drags. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and talking about it more, I was like, yeah, I, I was ready for this movie to end too, which I think makes the smash ending like more delightful. Yeah. yeah it's almost like, like, like we, oh, we know they they wanted to be. Yeah. It's like so all right, we'll what? find we'll, we'll do you a solid. We can see you through the screen, y'all, yeah, and like, here you go. Oh my yeah. God. But there are things about this movie that are surprising and delightful if you like to be surprised. And even the edited version gave us crumb bag. <laughs> so we yeah. got to take something away from it. Yeah, overall, very enjoyable. Nice. Are you in for the sequels as well? Are you ready to see what a RoboCop 2 has in store? <laughs> I am intrigued. Okay. I'm intrigued. I am as well. I don't know what to expect. I think it's going to be a weird kind of switch to go from, okay, he's Murphy and he's got his humanity back and he's not wearing the helmet to how are we going to put him back in the helmet? How are we going to kind of reset the RoboCop status quo, if you will, Yeah. where it's like, this happens a lot in video games where you power up through a whole video game and you get more cooler weapons, you get more powers, you get all of these different things. So you're like completely a badass by the end of it. And then the sequel comes out and you have to find a way to strip all that away from you as the character. Mm-hmm. I wonder how you get RoboCop to now be more vulnerable, more Robo-ish, less Murphy again or is he now mostly murphy why does he put the helmet back on like i want to see how we go from where he ends in this to more of a regular robocop style movie i'm intrigued to see how they transition to that i think if you just give him like cooler toys and more unique kills and things like that if you put a synth coral through this like i'm sold like i'm on board I will say uh, for sure they're going to – the social commentary and all the smart sort of stuff is going to go by the wayside. Yeah, because uh, – I don't think Paul even directs – yeah. He's so. not involved in – well, he might be a producer or anything like that, but he didn't direct them. So. Yeah, so I think tonally they're just going to go for a straight actioner and who knows? Maybe he got, does go to try and find his family wherever they went because mm. I don't think we ever found a location on that. No, they just mm-hmm. moved and they started moved, over. Yeah, what no. they said. So left their garbage in their house. Yeah, real nice. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll be the the ex wife's new husband is a crime boss, and she didn't <sighs> know. And RoboCop's got to go oh, Robo God. on his ass. What if What if the wife married that other robot character in the TV show? She oh. marries T. Yeah, yeah. The actor who plays TJ Laser or the actual TJ Laser? The actual. The actual TJ Laser. Okay, nice. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. It just might work. Cool. Well, I mean, any other things that you guys want to get out there? Any other favorite moments that we didn't touch on? Nope. Just. Yeah, again, just a a lot of, filled with a lot of really cool things that I liked, enjoyed, and laughed at, and expected from this movie from the director. It's my least favorite, I think, out of, if if you were to ask me, it's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Out of all the ones ones you've seen? Yeah. Out of all the ones I've seen from him, yeah. I think that can that makes sense because it's obviously the first. So any of the things that are in this, which you touched on being in those other movies, he takes the stuff that works here, 
puts them into better movies yeah. that have less of that slow down, trims the fat that he has here. So this is – like you said, it's a good debut album. It's a good prototype. And then all of the coolest elements from this then are sprinkled throughout those other movies, right. making those better. So it, it makes sense because he's clearly built upon the movie he does here in other movies to then build up and build up and build up. Right, so right, right. That makes sense. But cool. All right. Well, that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning. Uh, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of RoboCop, what you think of other Paul Verhoeven movies, what do you think of the sequels of RoboCop, though no spoilers, because we will probably get to those at some point, because none of us have seen them. So we'll do a, a triplicate hot seat to see some RoboCop sequels. Uh, but let us know if any of them are your particular favorites on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.